afternoon and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm Nicola Willis from NW Marketing, the Small Business Cheerleader. And I'm here today joined by Renee Andrews from the wonderful Salon Society. And we're here to talk about her journey in the hair and beauty industry and how a passion for giving back has driven her to create her own business. And there's just so many exciting things on the horizon that I thought I'd have her on and we'd chat about all things social media and the industry of hair and beauty. How are you today, Renee? I'm good, Nicola. Thank you so much for having me. No, wonderful. I think it's going to be a conversation that's great for those that are at a point in their life where they're looking for more or they're looking to give back to an industry they love. And I'd love for you to tell everyone your background in uh, hair and, and how that's got you to the point where you are now in the next stage of growing your own business. Yeah, awesome. So um, I've been a hairdresser for the last 20 years um, and my hairdressing career, I feel like for me, has always been strongly driven by my desire to always educate myself. Um, I think that's the thing I love most about hairdressing is how you have the chance to be constantly learning um, and, you know, keeping up with what is happening trend-wise. So for me, um, I have been super passionate about that. And so for me, I took myself off in 2013 to Canada um, and I worked abroad um, over there, which was just a real dream for me. And it was only while I was there that I um, discovered um, a hair care brand, which was actually Australian. Um, and when I landed in this small little town, they were like, oh, you're Aussie, you'll know this is a, uh, this is an Aussie brand. And it was Kevin Murphy. And I'd never actually heard of Kevin Murphy before I left. Um, and so anyway, fast forward, I'm in Canada and I was asked by their distribution there to, um, if I was to be interested in doing um, education and back over there, they do things very differently to Australia. Um, they had a program at the time, which was called a gold key. So I went through some awesome training by their North American educators. Um, and while I was there, I was fortunate enough, we started going into salons and um, supporting them and training up stylists um, on the Kevin Murphy brand. And that's where my love and passion for that brand just really came to light. Um, I loved everything that it was about and I, I just loved everything, every detail, I guess. Um, so fast forward, um, returned to Australia um, to get married in 2013. And um, when I returned, I just had this real deep desire to land into either a salon that had Kevin Murphy um, or just be able to find out how I could actually educate myself and be of service in the same space. Unfortunately, it wasn't a program that transferred from North America to Australia. Um, so I just went back into a, a salon for 12 months. Um, and at the time I begged my, my salon owner if he could please get Kevin Murphy in, he did. Um, and when I did that, I ended up then just feeling like I just wasn't being in the salon wasn't for me anymore. I really wanted to be with the, the brand itself. So um, yeah, so I ended up getting into a business consulting role with Kevin Murphy. Um, and through that, I started to be going into salons and supporting um, salon owners. And that for me was just where I really felt like I was my best self. Um, I, naturally, in my nature, I love to support people. And so for me to be in an industry that I love and be able to support them with all things training and education, that was just something that I just, yeah, I absolutely loved. So yeah, that's how I began. 
I love that because, see, isn't it amazing how when we go through an industry that uh, we originally start with, we can pivot and turn and find areas of it in which we really excel and we just, it lights us up. And some people are happy when it comes to just one side and some people are happy with another. And to see that you just absolutely um, thrive in the education sphere is just so wonderful to find out because, as you said, you could then take that to another level in your career and take it to education salon owners themselves in a product that you love and, and in a way that they can help their own salon. And what did you find from dealing with salons day in, day out, different salons now, because you're obviously dealing with a variety in a consulting role, what were they dealing with, the, the salons, when it comes to their own businesses and, and what challenges were they facing, did you find? Quite honestly, the biggest thing that I found was that salon owners were just so time poor. They just didn't have time for anything, um, you know, meetings that were typically, you know, generally 30 minutes. Some you were lucky to get five or 10 minutes. So I learned that you really had to, you know, get in there and, and just get straight to the point of what you needed to deliver and respect that because, um, you know, as a business owner myself now, I understand that that how time poor, you know, you can be. Um, the other thing was, was also struggling with, you know, the way that the industry has evolved. Like if you look back from 20 years ago to now, hairdressing has evolved in just such a large scale, you know, from, you know, never taking photos or never doing anything to market yourself before, um, really other than a flyer and a letterbox. Um, and I deal with this with a lot of my salon owners now saying, you know, oh, but, you know, we just used to put flyers in the mail to now, you know, having to create a whole social media platform and so many streams of your marketing. So, yeah, it's really just evolved for salon owners and I felt like for them that was a really big uh, overwhelming feeling that they had and they just really weren't sure of how to navigate it and also just not having the time to really sit and be with it so yeah that was definitely the biggest and that, thing and that's the thing so you were in that seeing that day in day out as a consultant and then because you were so passionate about the industry, you saw a gap in the market there for where you could use your skills as having been in a salon for so long, having been overseas in a salon and seeing how they do it there. And then coming back with all of this knowledge, you were able to create your own business now the last few years in regards to helping them to overcome that time poor when it comes to socials. So that's how Salon Society was formed in regards to making sure uh, that they could get access to all of this new social media world and didn't have to do it all themselves. So fill us in on how that pivot happened for you and how that's working with the salons you work with now. Yeah, so um, the big moment for me would have been sitting down with one of my very, like the original, my very first client that I had, um, and she was probably one of my um, first, you know, clients that I dealt with, and I remember her saying, I know I've got to get onto this social media stuff, but I just, I just can't be bothered, and I remember saying to her, look, I have no experience in this, in this world, I said to her, but if you're happy to hand that over to me and um, I'm happy to, again, for me, educate myself and invest. So I literally knew that I was wanting to start a family. So um, 2018, I started um, seeking out coaching in the space of Instagram and just wanting to learn and used hers as a bit of a test of what I could do potentially. Um, so yeah, so I took that on and that's where it all kind of started was, um, you know, me testing it out and, and having a go and 
the thing was, was we just started to see such an improvement. People started to comment. And then in the industry, other people started saying, oh, who was doing your socials? Who's doing this? That looks great, you know? Um, so that's where I guess the Salon Society idea came in. Um, and I also knew for me, I wanted to become a mum and I wanted to also be present with my kids. So for me, being able to, um, you know, create a business doing what I loved, but also being able to be, do it from home was really important for me. So yeah, that's essentially how it all kind of came about. So that was in 2018. Um, and when I went to have my daughter in 2020, um, we had gone from having um, one social media account um, and we had literally gone to up to uh, eight. So it grew very quick um, and I realised that was because that um, that demand for, you know, salon owners just wanting back time, you know, because it's something that you, it can't be bought. Um, and so they just wanted to be supported. They wanted to know when we would meet up, what is it that I need to be doing? What do we need to be doing? Um, they didn't want to have to go and research, you know, what it is they needed to do to stand out. They wanted someone to literally do that for them and then just present it to them at a monthly meeting um, and go through with that and then task their stylists with what they needed to do as well. So, yeah, that's how it yeah, all kind that's, of... And that's, again, when it comes to being um, an authority in the industry, you had been there, you know what um, needs to be out there in the world because you had explored now the social media world and what was needed for businesses to stand out. But you also knew what salon owners had, what behind the scenes, what stylists um, needed, uh, and you could put that all together. So they could trust you to know, instead of having somebody who had never been involved in the industry come in and try and tell them what to do and I think that that's where finding gaps in the market in an industry where you that you love is such a, a match made in heaven because you've got that trust factor already built in and you've got the knowledge of how to get them seen and and you're so right that the time poor of salon owners I mean they were already time poor before you throw social media Literally. at them and and I think also with all the lockdowns and um, things that are going on there's way way too much stress happening in that industry and I think it's wonderful that you're out there providing that that uh, level of support for them and as you said you love educating and it comes naturally so I think that's where um, small business owners when you find a niche and a gap in something you love it just flourishes and as you said you've been able to grow and and you've got wonderful things you know, planned and coming. And I think that having that um, background of working in salons is it just has to be of benefit. Have you found that um, the salon owners come to you because they know that you've had that background as well? Yeah, very much so. If I was to say what people say they love the most as versus, you know, someone who's non-industry based, they always say, I just love that you get it. I love that we can drop all of our content into our Dropbox and you know exactly what we have to do, how to, how to word it. There's no trying to explain what something is. Um, I found they'd had um, people managing their pages in the past. And when I asked why hadn't it worked, it was, well, it just was too much hard work trying to explain you know, the hair world, I guess. Um, so yes, definitely that was a massive, massive um, thing that they said was of value to them. Um, because again, it just meant more time educating um, somebody new on what, you know, how things worked in the hair world. So yes, for sure. 
Yeah. So how are you finding as a small business owner yourself now, this is the first time running your own business, uh, but in the same industry, but uh, running your own, is it uh, an, a new a new way of doing things, having obviously young children and trying to run um, a business and, and you're smashing it. You're doing wonderfully well underneath. Are you overwhelmed at times yourself trying to oh. get this stuff together? It's always good. You do client stuff. Sometimes you just tend to forget about your own, but I see you out there doing your own reels and your own socials. And I'm just so inspired by you just being able to, I don't know, just keep up with your own as well as all those client stuff. Um, I, I started getting at the start of the year as it started to grow um, and grow quite quickly. I realized that for me to be in my creative and to do, cause I am a creative, I'm a hairdresser and I love that. Um, and I still do hair. So for me, I'm like, I need to still have access to that. And, you know, being a mom of two little ones under four and a husband that works away, I'm like, well, I only have so much energy and I only have so much creative space. Um, and so I was just very honest, I guess, with myself at the start of the year when I started to feel that overwhelm. Um, and I knew I had two choices. I either scale back or I scaled up. And um, I don't, I've never really done things in halves and everyone that knows me knows that that's just how I am. So I just went all in and um, it, it's been the best decision that I've ever made, but um, it just required having some help. So yes, I have an amazing support with Nadia um, and funny story, Nadia's mum actually gave me my apprenticeship 20 years ago and started me in the hairdressing industry. Um, so for me, it was really important. One of my biggest core values in my business is trust. I must trust people around me. So for me, having Nadia part of my team, it was more family for me. So it was just a no brainer. Um, she's amazing on TikTok and all the, the things that I need her to be amazing on um, and she, amazing in, sorry. Um, and she's also currently studying digital marketing as well. So it's going to be amazing because it means we want to be able to offer additional services to our salons as well. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's, it's, that's it. It's the growing, isn't it? It's scary, but it's the, that thing, like I was saying, I've always said that everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. So when you're at that point of overwhelm, as you said, there's two choices, you scale back or you just go all in mm -hmm. and go going all in. You're never going to be left wondering, are you as to whether or not it would have worked? It could have worked. It, you will know. And there's always ways of getting support you need like if it's a VA or if it's a digital assistant or just somebody who takes on the roles that light them up. Now, yep. that's what I think. If we can, as business owners, identify the fact that we like certain things and certain things light us up and that's what brings in the money because originally that's what we were good at to start with. So the little things that might not light us up, we need to be able to outsource those to people where it's their jam and it lights them up. And then ultimately that's how you get a business that scales and grows with the right people in the right positions because otherwise that's what happens, isn't it? With um, a husband away, two young kids, if you're trying to do it all yourself because you're trying to save money, what you'll end up doing is just hurting all of your clients and losing money ultimately. So I think that that's a wonderful uh, lesson or at least advice for those that might be at that point of looking at it. it you would definitely recommend um, an all-in attitude if you possibly can. Totally. And, you know, I really believe that going all in um, is fine. You just need to be prepared that, you know, like you say, you know, it is, you have to outsource. Like there's just no way when I sat down and looked everything and I was like, no wonder I'm feeling overwhelmed. There's so much 
happening and so much that I want to do. And the thing is, is I'm a creative. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not a, that's not my job. So um, there's professionals for that. So that's why I just chose to outsource all the things that I don't want to be doing and don't want to spend my time on. Um, and yeah, and since I've done that, I just feel like um, things are opening up even more for me because I feel like energetically I'm just ready yeah. to take on what's new um, and we're able to focus on what we really want to be doing um, more of, which is our um, reel shoots because I love them. It's just something we enjoy so very much. Um, and again, it's supporting owners because they are time poor to get the content because they're so busy making sure they're looking after their clients behind the chair. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And they're doing exactly the same thing we're just talking about. They're outsourcing the things that don't light them up so they can concentrate on what does. And yeah. I think if um, that would be the definitely the biggest uh, takeaway is that because I think that that is what small business owners struggle with the most. And I think it's that taking a leap of faith that by outsourcing, you will be able to open that door to more work coming your way to cover that cost. And a lot of people say as soon as they outsource, out of the blue comes work that covers that cost. And it's not just a coincidence. It's because you are energetically out there showing up as your authentic self and just attracting new work to you, which you can't do if you are overwhelmed with all the other stuff. So it is true. It's hard to take in when you're a solopreneur early stage and you're doing everything yourself, but it is definitely the way to go. Um, now, reels. Now, that is something that obviously is a huge thing for a lot of businesses now and growing reach and being seen. What are you finding are the trends when it comes to reels for salon or just reels in general? What are you finding when you're creating the uh, content these days? The biggest success we have with our clients' pages with reels are very much transformational content, you know, like taking that customer on that journey and showing them, you know, people, I feel like, you know, I always say to my clients, reels are like reality TV and it gives people a little snippet into, oh, that's what they do to get that. Even though they would never do it themselves, it's just about showcasing those snippets of the process, which again, really, like I say to them, it just establishes them as the authority because they go wow they know what they're doing they see them creating that beautiful hair they see them at the at the basin you know painting through on that those ends and then they see that result or they see how they've just taken it from being you know a you know really bad before to an incredible after and you know when you pair it with an amazing audio that you know is again in alignment with the brand of the salon it just brings it together it's just magic I love it um I could edit reels all day I could go and shoot reels all day um because again I know the value that that client's going to get out of it for themselves um and also team like anything team creating that connection and this is what another thing I say to my salons is you know it's all well and good to put a hair of a page of beautiful hair, but it's you're not just you're not just selling beautiful hair anymore on Instagram. It's very much clients come because they want to connect and they want to see who is that person. If I'm booking in with them, who am I getting on the day? You know, it's a real um, it's a real little snippet into their life or showing their salon space. You know, um, so yeah, definitely for hairdressers, I feel like all of that is the the best uh, kind of content that converts. Um, and just for me, reels are where it's at. Like, it's just, yeah, I love it. It just is my favorite. When I was first introduced to reels for salon, um, you know, through my feed, natural feed was the haircut, you know, when people would hold the hair and then the next reel 
they'd pull and it would be a completely gorgeous short cut or, or, you know, that sort of stuff is scroll stopping, isn't it? And also it really does show before and after in an instant. And that's what reels are so good at within 30, 60 seconds. You can have a whole idea about what a salon is about. And again, how you vibe with that salon, that sort of, um, you know, the focus of branding that they're building through their reels is important. And that goes across all industries. It's about people think, well, obviously I have a a bricks and mortar store. I can't do reels. I can't do, you know, you know, you don't have to show your face. You can show products. You can do stop motion. You can do so much out there. And if you're overwhelmed with it, it is about getting someone who, like you just said, you could do it all day, every day. Why would you not want somebody who loves it that much to do it for you or at least explain it to you and, you know, help you um, guide you through that? Because, yeah, we can't all be real experts. Otherwise, there would just be way too many of the same type of people takes all sorts and I love that because you can learn from people and in different industries I love the reels in the hair industry and it really inspires me in reels I do for my own clients in other industries because Mm -hmm. we forget we get so trapped in our own industries of what everyone is doing and we tend to just be the same So what I normally tell people is try and step out of those industries. Look around. What are other people doing? How can you take what other people are doing and adjust it to work in your industry? Because that's where inspiration will come. Have you found that as well? Yeah, very much so. It's always your unique creations that you do with reels that definitely stand out. Because again, you know, like there are so many hairdressers around the world. So you're competing for that space, you know, and the thing is is even when I started reels 18 months ago reels were not such a big thing you know in the hair world obviously when they first came out you know everyone was just doing photos so you could do a a very basic reel and it would go amazing but now you know there's a lot more hairdressers onto reels and there's a lot more of that so creating more of that unique content is definitely what's going to help to stand out for sure yeah it's just it's about um, making sure that when you're doing reels, isn't it? It's the scroll, uh, scroll stopping. It's the instant transitions. It's getting people's attention. But it's also, as you said, about standing out in the industry that is now it's a lot more competitive to be in there. So I think it's about how do you identify and become an authority in your own market through either niching down into a certain um a brand voice or a certain client that you want to talk to and stop marketing to everyone because it will allow you to create reels that cut straight through and 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 talk to people in particular 100 percent. i love it i love it oh we could talk reels all day um anything <laughs> to do with i know i know now how can people find um find you and find uh all the services you offer and just if they want to be inspired by the reels you create yourself how can they find you yes they can find us on instagram at salon society oz is our handle name um and also we are on facebook and we're actually also on pinterest oh. <laughs> I love Pinterest. Yeah, we're just starting, yeah, we're just starting to, to get into the Pinterest world now as well. So yeah, yep. I love it. I love it. Well, it's been awesome to talk to you. And the journey from has gone 360. And I think that that's why this is an awesome podcast for people who might be starting out in an industry and wondering where they will go later on. There's so much option for things that light you up and and looking out for those gaps in a market that you might be able to fill with a skill set that you love, which you've done. And I think also the fact of work-life balance and being able to outsource uh, the tasks that you don't 
necessarily love is another key takeaway because it will, as you said, attract new clients that normally cover the cost of those outsourced things because your energetics are much more aligned with what you're doing. And uh, from those two things alone, I think people can take away and use in their own business. As I said, whatever industry, but if you're in the hair industry and you're a salon, you know to hit Renee up because she's got your back and she's been there, done that. And I think that that's an important thing as well. You don't have to do it all. There are people who can do it and do it very well. It's been lovely to chat and I look forward to following you online and everyone pop over to Instagram and check out the reels that are happening over there. Thanks so much, Nicola. Okay, see ya. Bye.